Happy Friday and welcome back to the Friday Five here on our Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel. Happy to be back at it this Friday as we are embracing December and the colder weather that brings here. If you are joining us for the first time, an extra special welcome to you. This is our weekly list of five things you need to know about. And quite a bit has happened since our last episode before the Thanksgiving holiday. So let's get into it. Number one, in the time since we last spoke, Fed Chair Jerome Powell secured a second term. Powell is a Republican nominated to the post in 2017 by then-President Donald Trump. It is a four-year position, so Powell will now serve until February of 2026. But that is not all we have to report on Chairman Powell. For the first time this week, he acknowledged that it was time to stop using the word transitory in regards to inflation. In his remarks to Congress, Powell said, quote, We tend to use the word transitory to mean that it won't leave a permanent mark in the form of higher inflation. I think it's probably a good time to retire that word and try to explain more clearly what we mean, end quote. Now, when you think about the why behind this, it makes sense. The Fed looks at year-over-year comparisons, and we cannot overlook the fact that some of those numbers from 2020 were skewed lower because of pandemic lockdown measures. Well, compare those to 2021 as lockdowns were lifted and more stores were open to spend money at. Naturally, you have to acknowledge the nuances there. But as the year has progressed and prices have continued to soar, plus the fact that October prices rose 6.2% year-over-year, which was the Consumer Price Index's largest jump since 1990, that tends to make us reevaluate things. In addition to backing away from the word transitory, Chairman Powell also announced that he wants to speed up bond tapering. That is the process of pulling back on the infusion of cash the Fed has been pumping into the economy to hopefully keep it stable during the pandemic. Halfway through November, the Fed began tapering long-term treasury bond purchases and mortgage-backed securities purchases. No word yet on interest rates, as Powell has repeatedly stated that the bond tapering process would come before any hike in interest rates. However, If the schedule for bond tapering moves up, it's reasonable to believe that the timetable for an increase in interest rates will also be affected. The next meeting of the Fed, which is a policy-setting meeting, takes place on Tuesday, December 14th, and Wednesday, December 15th, so we should know a little bit more in two weeks' time. Number two, we cannot move on from inflation just yet, but... Rather than bring you more news about how everything costs more these days, let's talk about how the FTC is doing something about it. Granted, the Federal Trade Commission is just asking for information and data at this point, but it is something. On Tuesday this week, the FTC announced that they are ordering nine large retailers, wholesalers, and consumer goods suppliers 
to respond to their investigation into the causes of empty shelves and sky-high prices. The following companies have 45 days to respond to the FTC inquiry, and I'm going to read these in the order they were included in the official press release. Walmart Incorporated, Amazon.com Incorporated, Kroger Company, CNS Wholesale Grocers Incorporated, Associated Wholesale Grocers Incorporated, McLean Company Incorporated, Procter and Gamble Company, Tyson Foods Incorporated, and Kraft Heinz Company. Quite a few familiar names in there, and it will be interesting to find out what the FTC learns and further what they choose to disclose to the public. Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena M. Kahn said, quote, Supply chain disruptions are upending the provision and delivery of a wide array of goods, ranging from computer chips and medicines to meat and lumber. I am hopeful the FTC's new 6B study will shed light on market conditions and business practices that may have worsened these disruptions or led to asymmetric effects. The FTC has a long history of pursuing market studies to deepen our understanding of economic conditions and business conduct, and we should continue to make nimble and timely use of these information-gathering tools and authorities, end quote. Now, a 6B study is an order issued under Section 6B of the FTC Act, and that gives the group authorization to conduct wide-ranging studies that don't have a specific law enforcement purpose. Unlike Chair Powell, FTC Chair Lena Khan was appointed by President Biden. She and her agency have been vocal about antitrust issues in the tech sector, So, like I said, it will be interesting to see what the commission finds out. Number three, tis the season for all sorts of holiday cheer and potential Grinches looking to scam your clients. The Better Business Bureau has a great article to share with your clients. It's their official naughty list, their 12 scams of Christmas. Scammers never quit. And I actually walked in on my dad on the phone in the middle of being scammed and gave the perpetrator a few choice words before hanging up on him that my parents then yelled at me for, go figure. But the thing is, scams evolve and change more quickly than we even sometimes realize. So it's always a good idea to be on the lookout for what the current scams are and how to avoid falling prey to them. Alerts about compromised accounts are probably something that you and your clients have heard of. And then, of course, free gift cards in exchange for some kind of information, like those notifications that you won a prize, but you definitely did not enter a contest. There are a couple on the list that I would not have thought about, like holiday apps that contain malware, fake shipping notifications, even puppy scams. We will be linking to that article in the notes so you can read through that for yourself and share it with your clients on social media. And while we're at it, I will also throw in the episode on how to help your clients avoid health insurance scams. We published that one a few weeks back, and if you have not listened to it yet, it's definitely a good one while we're on the subject of scams. Number four. 
I was going to combine this one and number five into a little bit of a tech twofer. But really, the more I got going with the both of them together, I think they deserve their own mentions. We will start with Twitter. CEO Jack Dorsey announced this week that he would be stepping away from the company he created. In an email sent to Twitter staff, he said that Twitter should, quote, stand on its own, free of its founder's influence or direction, end quote. Dorsey is still CEO of Square and seems poised to fully enter the cryptocurrency world rather than having one foot in finance and the other in social media. Parag Agrawal, the company's chief technology officer, will take the reins as CEO. Moving on to number five, this one has to do with Meta, formerly known as Facebook Incorporated. They have been ordered to sell Giphy by the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK. The group believes that the deal could be harmful to both users and advertisers in the UK. On the user front, the more social media space taken up by Meta in the form of Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and potentially Giphy, the less of that space is left for the competition. So far, Meta's holdings account for 73% of time spent on social media in the UK before adding Giphy to the mix. And then on the advertising side, prior to Giphy's acquisition in 2020, the company had launched an advertising service. The premise was simple. For a fee, Giphy would partner with a brand to create images and GIFs. The Competition and Markets Authority, CMA for short, argues that Meta would have the capability to shut down this competitive service. And in the UK, Meta controls almost half of the display ad market. And keep in mind, this is just in the United Kingdom. This isn't even taking any of the other markets into account. Meta announced publicly this week that, quote, We disagree with this decision. We are reviewing the decision and considering all options, including appeal, end quote. As I mentioned earlier in number three, the sentiment regarding big tech at the moment is not so great. Jack Dorsey stepping away could be a signal that he sees what is coming for the future of social media, and he'd rather get out now and focus on something new and exciting. In fact, that's largely the topic of the New York Times piece on his departure that we have the link to in our notes. But the decision on Meta's acquisition of Giphy, even if it is in the UK, is not a good look so soon after the Facebook papers. It looks very much like the tide change of legislation catching up with technology. Definitely another one to add to my must-watch and report back on list. That being said, we are now at the bonus point of our episode, and I've actually got two bonuses for you this week. First up, if you follow me on Instagram, you likely saw me announce this one, Spotify Wrapped for 2021 has dropped. One of the things I love about this Spotify feature is that it gamifies listening. I get something back at the end of the year for all the time I spent listening. And that's a pretty good deal of podcast listening with my music sprinkled in and then obviously a heavy dose of my daughter's music choices. 
Say what you want, but Pancake Robot and Tortilla Avalanche are both classics in our house. I will save my highlights for next week's episode, but if you really want to know what all I've been listening to, feel free to check out my Instagram at the Sarah J. Rupel, and of course, there is a link to that in the notes. Second bonus for this week, everything coming to streaming in December. Before I get to that, though, I have to say I am absolutely loving Hawkeye on Disney Plus so far. It brings Jeremy Renner back as Hawkeye and introduces Haley Steinfeld as an accomplished archer in her own right. There are callbacks to the Avengers films, because how can you not when you're Marvel? And then there's also the Ronin suit, which somehow ended up at a black market auction with other Avengers memorabilia. New episodes drop on Wednesdays, with the finale scheduled for Wednesday, December 22nd. And I'm enjoying this just as much as WandaVision, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Another thing that I am excited about, the Yule Log is back on Netflix. Yes, I am one of those that absolutely loves the Yule Log. I love the plain crackling fireplace, too. That is my idea of background noise or ambiance, soothing and quiet. Now, there are many renditions of the Yule Log. Disney has been known to brand them. There has already been a Frozen-themed Yule Log, but this year, on December 17th, there will be a brand new Arendelle Castle Yule Log, so look out for that. Also on Disney+, Plus, Christmas Again, which debuts today. It's a Groundhog Day take on Christmas, and that is definitely what we will be watching for movie night tonight. We watched the original Home Alone last weekend, and my daughter loved that. On December 17th, Disney Plus will be adding Home Alone 4 and Home Alone The Holiday Heist to round out the entire Home Alone franchise on the streaming service. And then on Christmas Eve... Disney Plus gets the newest Disney animated film, Encanto, which we're pretty excited about as well. The animation is beautiful, and it looks like it's got a great story. We'll move over to Netflix now. Mixtape premieres today, and it is a throwback movie with a great premise. The lead character lives with her grandmother because both her parents are dead. She finds a mixtape that her dad made for her mom and goes on a journey of finding the songs, learning more about her parents, and in turn, likely learning about herself and you know me and coming-of-age stories. Also coming to Netflix, season two of The Witcher on December 17th. I know that's a popular series. Can't say that I've watched it because I haven't. And then on New Year's Eve, season four of Cobra Kai. Last on the list, but quite possibly one that I will get a subscription for one month and cancel, is HBO Max. On December 22nd, Matrix Resurrections debuts, and I don't think I can wait to watch this one. It's not even about seeing how the adventure ends at this point, it's just all about Neo and Trinity. Of course, there is much more coming than what I mentioned here. These are just my selections for the month. For the full list, you can check out the episode notes. We will have a link there. And that is all I have for you this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. 
The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Oh, 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 oh